You're listening to From Passion to Profit, a show about female entrepreneurs who have built their businesses from the ground up and turned their passion into profit. These episodes share their most inner working thoughts, their journey, triumphs, and challenges. Whether you're just starting out or looking to take your business to the next level, these women have valuable advice and insights to share. If you want to turn your passion into profit, this podcast is for you. I'm very excited to introduce you to Cheryl Lau. I met Cheryl back in 2020 and have had the privilege of watching her grow and evolve over the last few years. To say that her story and journey is inspiring is an understatement. As an Asian American and an immigrant myself, her story of going against the grain, risking judgment and disappointment from parents, yet still paving her own path, strongly resonates. I can't wait for you to listen to her story, and hopefully, once you reach the end of the episode, it will inspire you to go after what you want and turn your passion into profit. Cheryl's story begins with a bold decision to quit law school, a move that sparked a series of events leading her to the world of content creation and coaching. Yeah, the decision-making process, I think, took around four months because um, I officially submitted my quitting um I submitted the thing online. I can't remember what it's called, but I submitted the um, notice online um, on October 4th, 2018. And I remember it was after I finished the official first year of law school, I just started thinking, I, I really, I really don't see myself going any further in this as a career and so for the entire summer i thought okay um what are other options i explored like other master's programs in in southeast asia because i'm currently based i was in hong kong now i'm based in singapore so i was exploring like master's programs or even phd programs like whatever um postgraduate programs i could find i would um, explore that even explore online master's programs at the time um and I was thinking, okay, maybe I, and I made all these flow charts about like, okay, maybe option one is I finish law school and then I find another job and then I figure it out from there. Option two, I finish law school and then I go into another master's program. Option three, I quit now, go into a master's program right away. Option four, quit now uh, and get a job and work and figure it out. And I had like quite a number of flow charts, pros and cons, like my my thoughts, my fears. I had I still have them um somewhere in my my archives and my my drive. But um that the, the actual decision to submit, like the actual action of pressing the button on the internet took at least four months. And I remember I told my parents that I'm considering it about a month before the actual decision. And it was a pretty rough month before I actually did it because even my classmates there, there was a bit of gossip, I would say, around my my past classmates because um, uh, some of them even reached out to me and say, "Hey, like um, the content that you're now creating online, like maybe you shouldn't post about your decision because what if you end up like deciding to not quit? You, you might be stabbing yourself in the foot." I've actually had people reach out to me out of concern, um, and also some people say like, "You're really making a bad decision here. I really think you have what it takes to be a lawyer." So a lot of noise and opinions around me um, definitely did slow my decision-making process and really make me doubt 
and I really questioned myself, like, am I just being ungrateful for wanting to, to not do this anymore? It was a really tumultuous time in my life in regards to my relationship with my parents. They were furious. Um, and I understand where they were coming from. I mean, for them being immigrants, um, to North America, they worked hard to give me the upbringing that I had and to get into law school with the scholarship. It was a big deal in the first place. Um, and I've always been a, a, a pretty good student um, in high school and in college. And so all of a sudden to one day show up at home and be like, I think I'm going to quit law school. It was, it just kind of shocked them and they were furious and for weeks they would tell me that um I remember there were specific phrases I mean the most impactful one for me was when they said that they're really disappointed uh in my thought process and ultimately my decision um they really did try to convince me not to they said why can't you just finish your degree like having the degree in the paper is better than having nothing you can figure out your life later um and also I remember my mom also said something along the lines of you need to bring harmony back into the the family, which is a very Asian thing to say. Um, but honestly, I, I understand where they were coming from. It's a lot of cultural, um, a lot of cultural variables at play, but those were some of the most um, uh, top of mind memories I have from that experience. And just a lot of very angry parents conversation with my parents and a lot of tears on my end and just a lot of guilt as well guilt and shame it's like am i am i being a, a bad ungrateful daughter um for all the things that they've given me to be where i am today am i being ungrateful am i just being too privileged like a lot of those questions definitely ran through my mind um but ultimately i knew that a career in law just wasn't for me as we hear about cheryl's difficult decision to leave law school and the intense reaction it elicited from her immigrant parents we're reminded of the complex interplay between cultural expectations and personal choices. This story resonates with many who have faced the challenge of balancing family expectations with their own aspirations. The impact of hearing words of disappointment from one's parents is heavy. This experience is a universal one, touching on the deep desire to make our parents proud and the heart-wrenching realization that our paths might diverge from their expectations. But Cheryl's decision to not only leave law school, but also to start dabbling in coaching and picking up various jobs demonstrates resilience and responsibility. This part of her journey is a testament to the strength it takes to forge a new path, to explore uncharted territories, and to stand by one's decisions even under challenging circumstances. And so I kind of just quit without a backup plan. And at that time, I did not really know of the coaching world. I didn't know anyone who were entrepreneurs in my own life or uh, social circle or family. Um, but lo and behold, as I was um, going through the process of quitting law school, I just happened to scroll on Instagram. <laughs> and I saw uh, this, um, this entrepreneur who recently, at that time, um, also quit her corporate job. And she was talking about all the imposter syndrome she felt, all of the judgment that she experienced from her, her peers, and why she decided to ultimately make that decision regardless. And I was just so inspired by her sharing 
just a, an Instagram post. And honestly, it wasn't even a carousel post because I don't think there were, I'm not sure if carousel posts existed back then, but it was just like a caption with a photo. And that caption was so profound for me at that moment in time. And at, it was at that moment when I realized that, wow, this content thing, like these content pieces that people post online can really help other people. Um, and so it was around that time when I realized that maybe I can share my story and my experiences on the internet as well, and just really in hopes that it might help someone else. And so that's when I first started posting content about my thought process, my experiences with my Asian parents being absolutely furious with me dropping out of law school, um, and just really creating, just starting out as a content creator with um, no business goal in mind. But then I started seeing coaches online and um, I started seeing like online entrepreneurs. And at the same time, I was also getting questions from my audience, a small but mighty audience asking about how are you like feeling confident enough to share these really personal experiences online? And I would get questions about like, oh, like how do you plan your content? And just, just questions. And so I decided maybe I can help um, others through the form of a coaching service. So I just worked with some people for free at the very beginning uh, and really helping them with um, content, uh, confidence, and personal branding. And slowly but surely, some of those clients who I worked with for free ended up signing clients for their own service-based uh, businesses. And so that over time in the next few years really escalated and snowballed into business coaching, which is what I do today. As we delve into Cheryl's early days post-law school, we see a young woman grappling with uncertainty, parental disappointment, and the daunting task of charting a new path. This part of her journey resonates with anyone who has ever dared to step off the well-trodden path to forge their own way. It's hard and at times seems ridiculous to have that type of belief in yourself. However, sometimes you have to be a little delusional with yourself to make the needed bold moves. I officially launched my business. My, when I say launched my business, I mean introduced my paid offer, my first paid offer ever um, into the world. I remember very clearly, it was March 6, 2019. So I was just creating content for a few months and then I finally decided, okay, let me just try to help some people for free. And then I was like, oh, people are getting results. So then I officially launched a paid service, uh, a coaching service, I guess you can say, on March 6, 2019. And I... I did sign quite a number of clients at the very beginning of my journey relatively quickly. And so very early on in 2019, I actually had the thought of, I'm going to be a full-time coach very soon. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I was very confident back then. But then one thing that actually did happen was um, I was hustling. I was really working hard. I was doing 20 million things in my business in 2019 on top of a full-time job and some part-time gigs here and there. I was in Facebook groups. I had my own Facebook group. I was doing email newsletter, posting on LinkedIn, started a podcast, dabbling in YouTube, Instagram stories, Instagram posts, Instagram live streams, um, freebies, emails. I was basically doing anything that I learned about uh, because everything was so new and shiny and like exciting. So I was so excited, but... I really crashed and burned because as the months accumulated, um, by the fifth month after I launched my business around August of 2019, I really burned out. Like my body was just not cooperating with me. My mental health was very, very low despite seeing some pretty good success in my business. And so I ended up just pausing and 
kind of disappearing off the internet for like a good seven months until March of 2020. And fast forward a few years, it wasn't until yeah、um, that burnt. I, I really needed to take some time to figure out like, okay, like, do I really want to become an entrepreneur? Do I really want to? Continue a side hustle business? Do I really want to? Like, what are my career goals? Since I I quit law school and everything, like, what do I really want? And just all these self reflection and introspection came up during my time off of、um, social media, and it wasn't until 2022 around spring that I officially became a full time entrepreneur.、Um, so there's quite a bit of story from then, from the burnout till becoming a full time entrepreneur. Cheryl's venture into the world of content creation and coaching wasn't smooth sailing. She faced the classic entrepreneurial challenge of burnout, highlighting the often overlooked aspect of entrepreneurship: the importance of balancing work and personal well-being. Her resilience and ability to pivot are testaments to her strength as an entrepreneur. Remember, there is no perfect entrepreneur story. I know we see the curated stories of people's business success on social media, but in reality, the entrepreneur journey is full of mistakes, overworking, failure, and the heartbreak process of pivoting away from an idea and into a new one. When you're going through these moments, be kind to yourself, realizing that this is all a part of the ambitious journey. So, during my Seven months off because、um, when it comes to graduate school, we have to apply like way in advance, like a year in advance. So during the、um, the time off, I decided, you know what? Right now, as I'm taking some time away from social media and entrepreneurship, I'm still working my job as a research assistant, and honestly, I like it. I really like the work. Maybe I'll try、um, being an academic. So during that downtime away from the internet. I ended up applying to a PhD program, and so I actually got the、um, acceptance letter this around the same time that I decided to go back、uh, online again. And I, this was and before I actually came back online, I I just started having these feelings of, huh, I I really miss the people I met in 2019. I really miss creating content and feeling connected. I really miss being in Facebook groups and connecting with people and strangers from all around the world. I really miss content and even coaching, working with people one on one and having those conversations. I just really miss it. And so I decided, you know what? I'm gonna start my Instagram back up again, and let me just post some content. I don't know if I'm gonna start coaching again or offering coaching services, but let me just start out, start up an Instagram account again. But then, I I just got so excited. I, I saw. I saw I, I, it was like a renewed energy again, and I just love being in the presence of people from all around the world and sharing my ideas. And I decided, you know what? From now till starting my PhD around August or September 2020, let me just coach. I may not coach when I start my PhD, but let me just do it again, just for the hell of it. And so that's why I started the coaching business up again. But then that just continued to grow and grow and grow. Hey there, podcast fans! If you're loving our show, we want to hear from you. Leaving a review is the best way to share your thoughts and help us make our content even better. And if you really want to share your support, share this episode on your Instagram stories and tag us at Chia Media. By sharing our show with your friends and audience, you're helping us reach more people and build our community. Let's spread the word and create something amazing together. Thanks for listening, and don't forget. You can turn your passion into profit.
Now back to the episode. I would say that in 20, even throughout the whole entire year of 2020, around like March till November 2020, I didn't have much validation that my business would make money. It wasn't until 2021 when I suddenly really saw um, kind of like exponential results from, from my eyes. Um, that was the first time I ever made a six-figure year in my coaching business alone. Um, but then the interesting thing is that in 2020, I actually didn't sign clients at the high ticket level because my confidence from the burnout was so low I was like who am I to coach people who am I to help people with their content and side hustles when I burned out for seven months and a lot of imposter syndrome came up in 2020 so I actually had to really work through that for the whole entire year to be quite honest and really first build up my confidence as a content creator first and then I could the next step was to build up my confidence as a coach again and start to build up my skill of marketing and selling my offers again. So 2020 was more of a building back my confidence year. And then because I spent so much time holding my skill of um, creating content efficiently because I was still a style back then and also honing my own thought leadership. Like what are my opinions in this space? Like what are my opinions about content and Instagram and social media and building a coaching business as a style and shared my experiences as a sister and content creator because I had so much time to reflect and like really introspect on what are my thought leadership on this specific um, area. I think that by the, by near the end of the year, I, I started my PhD, but at the same time, I had so much confidence as a, as a side hustler, as a coach, as a marketer that um, I think it was like a buildup. Like a, like a ramping up and by the end of the year I created my first 10k month ever even though there were months of no no clients prior to that and so it was very interesting to see that like I, I was going from like very low confidence and really rebuilding up my skill sets rebuilding up what it means to be a side hustler what is my definition of a side hustler and content creator and then working on my skill of like no like or building up my belief that I can help people even though I had a burnout for like a good seven months and because I was continuing to show up and add value and share my ideas and thoughts and experiences by the end of the year and then the the year to follow I saw a lot more success. After her hiatus Cheryl returned to the entrepreneurial world with renewed energy and a clearer vision. Her story of transformation from grappling with imposter syndrome to achieving a six-figure year in her coaching business is nothing short of inspirational. It reminds us that sometimes stepping back can lead to greater leaps forward. For sure, because around August of 2020, when I officially started my PhD, I thought about shutting my business down. (laughs) After all of that confidence building and identity work, I was like, okay, I'm, I'm confident again, but now can I really do this? with a PhD so like I had to like really that was a big block about can I really manage both because PhD is a brand new thing being a student is a brand new thing being a student and a business owner was a brand new thing to me and so I really had to work on the thought of like why do I want to do this business first and foremost like why does it matter to me to, to still keep going even though I have so much mind drama about can I manage all of this and then finding my purpose first and foremost. And then number two, it's understanding that, okay, so what I did previously, doing all the things, clearly didn't work out. So why don't I do it differently this time? 
why don't I really do the opposite this time? Why don't I simplify and streamline and learn to be really efficient with my content creation? Because before I was really trying to do like the quantity, I was so focused on quantity. Why not focus on quality and the impact and potency this time? And so I decided, you know what? Let me just give it a try because this. Wanting to grow a business, wanting to help people through coaching business, wanting to help people through my content, it was still a deep desire in me because I was so impacted myself by content. Because when I, because as I shared earlier, being the recipient of content has really changed so much for me. It was so helpful for me when I saw certain content pieces at certain times of my life, and so I saw how. Coaches and content creators can help others, and so when I started my PhD, even though I had so much doubts about can I really do all of this, I decided let me just try. Let me just try and figure this out because I know what it's like to be impacted by content creators and coaches. So that I, I'd say that that was the biggest, the biggest hurdle. But once I got through it and figured out my own process and really learned to be efficient and effective at content creation and running my business, and then when I had clients, learning to manage that as well in terms of time management, then it was a very、uh, good year that followed afterwards, twenty twenty one. As Cheryl confronts the daunting challenge of balancing a PhD with her entrepreneurial ambitions, we see a universal struggle many of us face: the doubt of stretching ourselves too thin. This moment is a reflection of the inner battles that many entrepreneurs face—a mix of confidence and uncertainty, vision and fear. It's a powerful reminder that the journey to success often involves confronting and overcoming our deepest doubts. Twenty twenty one. Felt it felt simple when it comes to the when it came to the business because all I did was Instagram and I started a podcast.、Um, I didn't expect to start a podcast, but here's something that was interesting. So I'm gonna rewind just a tad bit to around October 2020.、Um, So basically, for okay, let me throw it back a little bit more. So for most of 2020, all I really did was Instagram content. All I did was create my、uh, content and share my ideas and、uh, talk about how I can help you in my coaching program and sold my offer purely through Instagram. And because I I became very、um, skilled at creating content quickly, and I started to feel confident in my own ideas and voice, I decided, you know what, I have a lot more to say than I initially thought I did. So I decided I'm going to also just add on a podcast because I, I learned to become、uh, much more quick at communicating my thoughts, and I also、um, naturally like to. Uh, one of my my communication strains is using my voice to speak because、uh, when I was in in elementary school, I noticed that whenever the the teacher told us to like read out a paragraph from the book, I could do that very well. But if you were to tell me to like do a presentation, I would get much more nervous.、Um, so I noticed that you know what one of my strains, natural strains, is reading out loud. So why don't I just type up a a brief. Podcast episode script and then just read it out loud and I learned to do that very quickly as well. And so 2021, all I did in my business in terms of like working on my business was just Instagram and podcasts and also working with clients. As we listen to Cheryl recount her journey through 2021, we're reminded of the power of adaptability. Their decision to focus solely on Instagram and start a podcast illustrates an important entrepreneurial lesson. The willingness to embrace change and experiment with new mediums can lead to unexpected successes. This shift in strategy, born out of a newfound confidence in their voice and content, showcases the importance of self-belief in the entrepreneurial journey. 
So what also happened in 2021 was, so I was doing my PhD in Hong Kong, but then Hong Kong has just been so strict with the COVID situation, so strict um, because Hong Kong has to follow mainland China's rules and mainland China is like insanely strict about COVID. Um, And so Hong Kong also had to follow suit. And as a result, long story short, I couldn't see my, my partner, my then boyfriend, now husband, for almost two years, like we like travel restrictions, border restrictions, we couldn't see each other for like almost two years. And this took place from like March 2020 when COVID first exploded up until around September 2021 when he could finally, finally make a trip to see me in Hong Kong. But he had to do a two-week quarantine at a hotel. <laughs> um, and it was around that time when I finally saw him after I think it was 17, 18, 19 months. Okay. I think it was 19 months if I do my math correctly. 19 months. So 19 months of not seeing each other and finally having two weeks together after he did. So he took a month off, two weeks quarantine, two weeks together. And then he left. And I was like, now what? (laughs) Now what? And it was then when I realized what really matters to me right now. So I have my long distance relationship. I have because he was based in Singapore and I was in Hong Kong. So we I got my long distance relationship. I got my PhD and I got my business. And I'm like, what what really matters most to me right now? Is it the PhD? Is it the business? Is it my relationship? And I realized just given the context of the world at that time, because COVID was still pretty big back then, I realized right now, at least in this season of my life, the people in my life matter most to me. PhD, I really cared about it, but right now it's just not the priority. But the business, interestingly, I could do it anywhere. So then I had an idea of let me take an annual leave of absence for my PhD for seven months, um, and let me just see how it goes. And let me let me just fly over to Singapore and be there for seven months, get married, and let's just see where it goes then. And so that's what I did from December 2021 till. Uh, June 2022 I was supposed to be on a leave of absence and then go back to Hong Kong for my PhD but then in the middle of my leave of absence I decided you know what a PhD it really just isn't it I really really cared about the work that I did and I really wanted to finish it but right now in this season of life it just wasn't what I cared about the most it was my, my husband and my family who was in Canada as well and so I, I decided this is not the time for my PhD, but at least the business, because of the business, I could afford to quit the PhD. I could even afford to take the leave of absence in the first place because as a PhD student, you get a, a very small stipend, but it's still something. Um, but the business, on the other hand, provided me the financial resources to relocate to Singapore and also to fly over to Canada back and forth several times a year moving forward. And so the business has really gave uh, it really gave me the options when I needed it the most and when I least expected that I needed it the most. Although I cried and cried and cried and I really just kind of postponed the decision for several months and I really grieved even afterwards, I grieved leaving the PhD, I don't regret it. I really don't regret it because I know that the, the version of me who made that decision 
I knew where my priorities were, and even fast forward to this day, I I'm still so proud of the the, the Cheryl who decided to leave the PhD. It, it brought a lot of grief, but I don't regret it one bit. The heart of Cheryl's narrative lies in the poignant decision-making process she goes through, evaluating what matters most between her PhD, business, and personal relationships. This moment of introspection and prioritization is something we all can relate to, and we should take notes on how Cheryl handled it. It's a vivid reminder that sometimes we must reassess our paths and make tough choices that align with our evolving priorities and life circumstances Make the best choice for you, not what your colleagues are doing or the influencers you follow. Do what's best for you and you only. Overall, Cheryl has been able to maintain a growing business, get new clients, and figure out the best way for her to find success based on her unique skills and offerings. But what tools or processes did she use to figure all this out? The reason why I, w- I was able to kind of like shift quickly in these situations is because I I think there's there's it's twofold. I think one is like I'm sick of what the the initial uh initial actions or thoughts. I was kind of tired of the results that that was creating. For example, like I was tired of getting those objections on the sales call. So like, well, if I don't like the results, let me just change what preceded the result. So I think acknowledging that what I was doing sure it may have gotten me sales calls but like I didn't like what was happening either on those sales calls so let me just let me just try it differently um and I think I've also one thing that I think um was helpful for me is understanding the concept of because I came from um more of a research academic background so one thing that I I like to think about nowadays is how to think like a scientist in my business and scientists are all about experiments and just being experimental and being open to like failing experiments and then finding the one that works so I'm very open to the concept because I that that's kind of like my background um in the first place but I I really acknowledge that even in my business because I think like we hear entrepreneurs say all the time like oh like entrepreneurs are risk takers like be open to failure if you don't fail then you you have to learn to get back up quickly. Just go, 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 take action. And so we get all these messages that talk about this concept at a very high level. But to actually practice it, I think I had the awareness of like, okay, so I hear all these entrepreneurs saying it's okay to just pivot. It's okay to just to just make a decision and go. So I'm hearing all these like really fancy concepts. Okay, now I'm faced with a situation where I actually have to do it. Okay, let me just trust trust these people and just do it. So I think it's it's those two reasons. I think number one is just acknowledging that like I didn't like the results that I was getting. So let me just change the things that preceded the results and see if it creates different results. And number two is to kind of think like a, a scientist and be open to experimentation. And maybe number three, it's, well, all these gurus and experts and really successful entrepreneurs are saying that it's okay to fail. So I guess it's okay to fail and just being open to it. It was, that was um, a big first step, just being open to all of these ideas. The concept of approaching business with a scientific mindset offers a fresh perspective on entrepreneurship. This approach, treating business strategies as experiments and being open to their outcomes, is a valuable takeaway for us. Success in business often requires a willingness to test, learn, 
and pivot, much like a scientist in a lab. This mindset can lead to breakthroughs and innovations that a more rigid approach might never uncover. I think perhaps the um, what I would like to say to kind of tie this conversation up together is I have three particular I like to call them like three philosophies on how to create an aligned life, career, and business. That's what I like to call it. But I think it makes some it makes perfect sense for me to insert it here for the audience. So there's three pillars to this um, philosophy. Number one, it's that creating your own dream life and career. It may not be what others want from you or expect of you,、um, but it is your job to take responsibility for your decisions and actions, and always have your own back. So that's number one. Number two is to stay committed to your goals and your vision, even when people may not support it right now. They may support it later on, but right now you have to have your own back. Stay committed and keep going. And number three, just know that there is no right or wrong decision.、Um, And because of that, just make a decision and keep going. You got this. So that's what I would like to say to the audience. Cheryl's journey is a powerful narrative about the courage to redefine success on one's own terms. It's a reminder that the path to self-fulfillment is often unpaved, and that the most significant victories often come after the hardest challenges. Her story is a beacon of hope and inspiration for you and all aspiring entrepreneurs and anyone looking to make a change in their lives. Let her story move you to take action without fear. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode. We couldn't have done it without the hard work and dedication of our amazing team. A special thanks to Kimberly and Brandon for their incredible scripting and quality checking skills. Andrew for his exceptional audio design, and Addy for our outstanding graphics and marketing support. And of course, a huge thanks to our guests for sharing their passion and story with us today. Be sure to check out the show notes for an exclusive blog interview with our guest, as well as links to support them and their business. And don't forget to leave a review and share this podcast on your social media stories. We appreciate your support and can't wait to bring you more great content in the future. Thanks again for listening. 